0: You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni, as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. I
1: am Julian Carey, and I'm a recent UNC alum in the PVA School Uh, specifically jazz studies.
0: So now that you're an alumni, what is next?
1: So, um, I'm moving to Thailand in two weeks for, (laughs) another thing that happened right, as if, you know, right after, like right at the same time that I knew I wanted to write an album Mm -hmm. last year. I got this crazy idea. I was like, "Hey, I should go to Thailand for this thing." We have this great relationship with them. Um, I had been in contact with one of our, with one of the students from over there. There's a the university I'm going to teach at. They send a group every year uh, to the jazz festival mm-hmm. to perform, and I was introduced to one of the singers that was in that group, and we kept in touch for quite some time, and uh, eventually I got the idea after. A lot of talking about the way that her program at her school works and versus the way our program works uh we just never had a vocal a vocalist a jazz vocalist from thailand had never studied at unc Mm -hmm. and i wanted to kind of explore like what is kind of the gap there has anyone auditioned and i learned that there had been some people that had auditioned and um you know and weren't accepted and that's not obviously the biggest tragedy ever Mm -hmm. it happens that's what auditions are like but i wanted to see is there something that's consistently making that not happen is there a discrepancy between you know between what we're learning as undergrads that prepares us specially for our program Mm -hmm. versus what other people are learning and perhaps what you know what different focuses there are in the program or what different standards there are and you know that wasn't me trying to be like you know i'm here to save your program or anything like that Mm -hmm. what i wanted to do is make sure that um that there could continue to be, well, that there could be a start Mm -hmm. to a legacy of jazz vocalists coming from Thailand in any place that are coming to study at art at places like UNC or even the other big vocal jazz schools like UNT or University of Miami or or, um, uh, Cal State, Long Beach, any of those places, but that culturally, because jazz and especially vocal jazz is so new Mm. and... Not exactly common at the educational level over there. I wanted to make sure that that can start right now and that it doesn't have to take another fifty years before we can have one singer. So I made a trip over there and I did some some master classes and workshops and uh a lot of private lessons and gave a couple performances with other students and faculty over there and uh I was um, I'm super, super happy to say still that. You know on my last day there I was just saying my thank yous to the dean and he and he asked well what would you think of working here like really working here not just to come back every year but like to work here and I said yeah I'm definitely interested so I kept in touch with a lot of those guys over there when I got back here and then finished senior year um, but during the Jazz Festival when they came here uh, we had my super formal job interview Mm -hmm. it wasn't it was at the it was at the food court (laughs) hey that
0: can get pretty pinky out hey hey pinky (laughs) went out out.
1: (laughs) i've actually never once complained about the salmon that's been served here it's always really good
0: the salmon yeah
1: need always need salt and lemon (laughs) always but that's not exactly a complaint some people eat it without i can't but it's really good
0: uh, i but, gotta try it now i i only like i really go for the chicken tenders and mac and cheese I'm, absolutely
1: i'm 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 a default for sure <laughs> when you're ready to start eating like a grown mandan <laughs> yeah get get on that salmon can't recommend the quinoa didn't do it for me at all but there's some good stuff and the salmon tends to be one of those but anyway we had my my interview there and right then is when they made me like a, a true offer the other person i can't forget in all of this she's a she's a her expertise is in ethnomusicology and she's a professor here named Nan Yamprai she teaches in the music school and also in Asian studies so a lot of people know her she's one of the hardest working and most influential and serious 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 um, just lovers of students and other people that I've seen like she will do anything Mm -hmm. so long as she sees a reason to help you she will do it Mm -hmm until it's done Uh, so she kind of runs a lot of our international stuff for the school of music and when I told her this idea she was just over the moon she's like yeah totally let's do it it's even my home country let's make this easy I'll be there within the next couple weeks I'll start to talk to some people and then bam there it was for that first trip Mm -hmm. so when I came back and I told her this, she's like, you know, again, very happy and very supportive. So she kind of started preparing me for that and for culturally like, well, students can be like this. So you need to make sure that sometimes you Mm. do this Mm -hmm. in lessons. So she's been with me for every step of the way for all of my relationship with, with the kingdom. And so I, I owe her everything, but she'll never take it because she's not that kind of person. Um, what so, an honor nice. yeah
0: that is so cool i had no idea that you were teaching there at yeah. a university what's the name of the university
1: Silpakorn university or Silpakorn as <laughs> as some people not even everyone in thailand would say <laughs>
0: and how how fitting to what, what is it called ethno
1: ethnomusicology yeah okay so like the culture of mm-hmm. of music oh that's even better that she's yeah. native there yes, no kidding so she's um, she's really really about that connection she's mm-hmm. also one of the lead organizers she might be the founder of uh, of the Greeley Multicultural festival, which just had its second year tends to happen in like October mm. November no it's october um but that's one of the most beautiful things that happens here it is a festival where it's a music festival essentially where musicians from all different cultures will come together and perform for just a whole day so we've got native dancers we've got thai dancers we've got um we've got irish music we've got african-american music which i've been you know really happy to do for the last two years and uh, as well as one of our <clears throat> former teachers, Doctor Diane Bolden Taylor, she gave a great performance this year. It really does like I can't think of a single thing of a single culture that wasn't touched in the decision for who's going to perform there. So it's great you get to meet all of these people from these just insanely different backgrounds and places in the world. And she's like the lead person that put all that together.
0: Man. What a what a nice cultural hub. That that we can find out in here. And you said it's Greeley. It's not even UNC. No, it is Greeley.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's a bunch like, of UNC students and faculty are involved in right. putting it together because, let's face it, if we're talking about, you know, we need professional organizers of music, well, a lot of those people are going to be here. Because right. that's just not a huge thing mm-hmm. elsewhere in the community.
0: Here's a track from Heaven Indeed titled, Benediction.
1: When my life, his pillars raised to heaven, when my soul has bleeded. And build it wonder When my love of earth Has begot fair poem Let me not linger
0: may be trouble of coming darkness while the huge whole sky is late with glory let me rise
1: So that's the end of that one.
0: You have a phenomenal voice. Thank you. That was so wonderful to hear. It was mesmerizing. And I felt like you and the band were pushing limits on, on, you said it earlier, but maybe that's why it's fresh, but Mm -hmm. it it almost made me feel not uncomfortable, but like uneasy. Like there's like this edge Mm -hmm. that, that had to it. And
1: I wish I knew more verbiage and vocabulary in your realm but sure so the feeling there well one of the big things for this one for the writing it was kind of uncomfortable for me too because this is the first time i've ever this is the first of any recorded compositions of mine Hmm. i can't be i can't say i'm one of those people who just always wrote songs that i did on guitar you know when i was a kid i just didn't do that yeah that was my next question you wrote that i wrote all of the music on here i co-wrote uh, the sixth track, "Love Is More Thicker Than Forget," with uh, with Daniel Thompson, and then there was also some co-writing going on with. Um... No, wait, that's track four. And then track six is called "Love's Absence." I did some of the co-writing on that with the alto sax. Uh, with the uh, soprano saxophonist Matteo Sabatini. Um, so I guess some of that danger comes from one thing I really love about. I guess I could tell you the kind of of media, the kind of art that I don't really like, that I don't really connect with very much is art that just kind of feeds me everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see the twist that soon in the movie, right? I don't want to read the poem where I know exactly what it's talking about the first time I read it. You know, that's just not the stuff that interests me very much. I love that there's some tension Mm -hmm. before the release. That's one thing that we talk about a lot in music. Is tension and release there are Mm -hmm. some chords that are tense because there's another chord that naturally just kind of comes after it Mm -hmm. there are some rhythms where if that's played there's kind of an answer to it Mm -hmm. it's as simple as like right right Mm -hmm. it's like it's stuff like that but on sometimes more complicated just due to like the history and the vocabulary of jazz music there's so much tension and release and so when you're when you're dealing with new compositions one of the really interesting things for me was no one should, I didn't write it so that no one would know what was coming next, but it was such an exploration in what could happen after this moment, as opposed to, well, musically, you know, almost scientifically, logically what should happen after it was a lot of what could happen after Mm. what would sound great, but isn't exactly the thing that people are imagining.
0: It's like completing it, but still having that feeling of wanting more out of, like, just more into it. Just Yeah, it, there's it, some it. mystery
1: per moment, like some mm-hmm. stuff that you kind of hang on where you're like, you just mm. don't get the, for, for reasons that you can't really explain, unless you're, like, really, really deep into the theory of all this music. Mm-hmm. There's something slightly uneasy mm-hmm. about some of the things that you hear. And then when there are answers, when there's, like, the arrival point, there's really the arrival point. And you're just kind of swimming until you get there. I think that's
0: maybe why like there were times where I would start to move, like, ah, that's that's maybe what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh I d I don't know. There there's definitely certain points in that. How fun. Oh. Uh when was that recorded?
1: December seventeenth and eighteenth last year. Okay. And then we were we released it on January eighteenth at uh John Galt Coffee this mm-hmm. year. Okay. In Atlas Theater. Yeah.
0: And how is this on like itunes yes this is on
1: itunes it's on uh it's on bandcamp it's on amazon Mm. apple music and then i have very very few physical copies left
0: (laughs) that's fair it's probably hard not to give it away you want to you want to share it it's a great calling card it's a great calling card Mm -hmm. and a lot
1: of people you know a lot of people when you're doing that they're like oh don't waste your money on cds nobody buys or listens to cds anymore no one reads liner notes it's like every person that i've given this to is excited to be getting a cd they have the option of buying it online but i just never bought that for a second obviously that's not the only way that people are consuming media so Mm -hmm. like be careful of how many you print Mm -hmm. if you're going to do that but I sold easily half of what I had the first night that we had them.
0: Well, it's so tangible. And there's something, you know, now that it, it isn't on a cellular device, mm-hmm. it's, it's nostalgic at this right. point.
1: I can write on it. I can write a note to you mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. You know, people love opening mail. No one will ever not love opening mail. Mm-hmm. When you get a letter that's for you in an envelope, it's like,
0: ah, yes. Not a bill, but yes. Right, obviously <laughs> not a bill,
1: right. But, you know, like ordering something on Amazon. It's like people love getting a package of theirs and then they rip it open. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a kid at Christmas. So there's something about having something to touch that is so meaningful. So that's one of the big reasons I decided to do that. And it's like, you know, why not? I get to experiment with a lot of stuff. It's my first Mm CD. People are going to buy it anyway because it's my first one and because family and my grandma is going to send one to, you know, a bunch to whomever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much that you get out of that no matter who you are. Right, if it's your first CD, people are going to buy it anyway. It's not going to be a crazy blockbuster. That's not going to be the thing that pays the bills. So why not try a couple of things? Mm-hmm. I still believe in liner notes. They might not be as long as the ones for these ones. Twenty-four pages. There's all the all the poetry, which was all written by E.E. E. Cummings, by the way. All of the all of the text, all of the words you're hearing, were written by great American poet E.E. E. Cummings. Hmm. He's the I carry your heart, I carry it in my heart. He's that guy. Um, so these are all text settings that I did. I did eight of them. And everyone except one person either went to UNC at the time or used to go here. So that's a very fun thing as I'm sitting there. And the, you know, the crazy part about that is that seems like a specific thematic theme where the a thing where the first thing you're thinking is, oh, okay, so you might have had to make some sacrifices so that you could get that kind of band. It's like, no. I got the exact group of musicians that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I got people. I I couldn't have picked a better band for this. And it just so happens that they're also in this cradle of of talent and creativity Mm -hmm. that is here. So there were no sacrifices with, uh, well, they don't play so great, but at least they go to UNC. It's like they play, first of all, they play great. And second of all, they're just down the hall so I can talk to them about this, about dates and all that kind of stuff.